What's up, filmmakers, producers, and hunters? This is your host, Jordan Suzwitz, and you are listening to the Film the Hunt podcast brought to you by Bedford Cameron Video. Film the Hunt is your leader in outdoor video education and is designed by Tom Petrie and Nick Ventura of Become One. I think we've designed this curriculum so that we can provide the training to help you develop an eye. I think one of the best things about cinematography is like when people break rules and it works. It's tough to film a hunt. You really have to want to do it. And to to turn that into a story is a very tough thing. One of the best decisions I've ever made because it changed changed my life. Matt. Oh my gosh, dude, that footage is going to be insane. Jason Madsinger, welcome to the Film the Hunt podcast. I appreciate it. I've been waiting for this invite. I'm surprised I'm guessed like 87 on the list. Where can you buy that, you think? Uh, Bedford Cameron Video. (laughs) (laughs) I've talked about it enough on the podcast. I think people have figured that out. What is up? It is... It is just a a crazy time. Uh, Someone sent me a message and the other day on Instagram, you're like, because it, it takes me forever to get back to anyone. It's like my time frame now is it used to be like 72 hours. Now it's like a week. If I don't respond to you within a week, then maybe ch- check, check on me see if I'm alive. Uh, but he, he had sent in, he's like, man, I know you boys are grinding right now because elk season's coming up. Um, but it is good to be six feet above ground and Tommy, it is always good to see you, my friend. Uh, I know we're going to spend a lot of time together and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know our, our significant others will, will miss us, but man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to our time together. So welcome for, uh, back to the film hunt podcast. Uh, I appreciate uh, our conversations and I know the, the listeners appreciate them too, because we don't, we don't hide anything and we tell them what we think. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Hey, what better way to learn, right? You don't exactly. learn from someone dancing around subjects. That's for sure. But yeah. Hey, I've got something for you. Um, and it kind of falls right in line. I was going to read this to you regardless or send it to you regardless of this podcast or not this morning, but since we're on it, mm. um, I'm just going to read it right on the podcast. Um, it's actually, something that I believe to be uh, this individual's words. It doesn't look like one of those copy and paste deals. This is just a friend of mine um, on social. It's a friend of mine, but he posted this on social media. It's not a social media friend. Um, (laughs) You got to clarify, (laughs) you know, so, um, but I think this dude, uh, you know, so we've had conversations, you, myself, Nick, about what we're going through right now, the month of, not just the month of August, all of the summer and how we truly do earn that time we spend like that picture behind over your left shoulder, you know, oh, with the camera. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the time that we get to spend there yeah. um, is earned. And, you know, we're, we're, we're business owners. We, you know, people think that what we do for a living often, not all, they think, Oh, you know, you hunt for a living, you hunt for a living and you're so lucky. It must be nice and all this stuff. And, you know, we are lucky. We're fortunate. Um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it, it's not earned every bit of it. Right. The, the right. living that we make, uh, the, the day-to-day routine, it's, it's not much different than anybody else's job. And I think until you start to do this truthfully, to earn a living, you'll, you won't understand that. Um, but anyway, let me read this real quick. Cause I think yeah. it's really cool when it goes right in line with what we're talking about here. It says the next time you say, 
damn, must be nice to someone. You might want to understand the lifestyle that made that possible. Mm -hmm. Eight to five didn't make it. Parking on the couch to watch TV didn't make it. Sleeping in on Saturdays didn't make it. Calling in when you're sick didn't make it. Being content with where you're at didn't make it. It came from 15 to 20 hour days. It came from beating the sun up. It came from working on weekends. It came from sacrificing family time. It came from wanting a little bit better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. These are just a few of the things to consider before you throw out, damn, must be nice to someone. We are all products, products of our competence uh, and extra efforts are what make the biggest differences at the end of the day. Hashtag stay hungry. That's all. Goosebumps, my friend. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, hey, and, and that doesn't, that is, uh, you know, that goes for any anything uh, out there, whether you're doing what we do for a living or, you, you know, you own a, a, a company building homes or whatever it may be. Yeah. You, you're not going to become, you're not going to be your own success unless you go above and beyond and you work your damn ass clean off, period. Well, that's probably why you and I don't have any asses because it just worked right yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Better you're just anyway. Old. <laughs> well, there's that too, right? You start shrinking. You know, there's a lot of things that happen. Uh, but, no, hey, we're still young. We're still young right. enough to go climb that mountain here in a couple of weeks, man. And I, I'm, I'm back at you. Uh, I'm excited to to uh take these uh take these trips and be there right alongside you and you know we're going to be with blake and uh a couple of guys here kick it off and then nick will be joining us in montana with frenchy oh yeah and uh, so we've got some some really cool adventures ahead of us man and i i uh, i'm excited i'm excited for some of the podcasts that we'll lay down because we'll certainly be laying down podcasts as we as we go like we did last year uh, they were some of our more successful ones weren't they yeah. Keeping people up to date on our hunts, man. That's right. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm super excited to have Blake uh, in a Western camp uh, with us. Uh, usually he's in the uh, whitetail camp with us. Um, so it, it, it'd be fun to have him in the wall tent. Yeah. It's always fun to have him there. And, uh, you know, we'd mentioned sure. our podcast before Butch, um, Greg Bauer is going to be, uh, we're breaking his virginity, uh, the Western experience. So uh, uh, it's yeah. going to be fun to see his excitement. And, um, yeah, so just really, really it's, yeah, it's going to be a good time, man. Um, right. No, it is. I'm excited. I, Blake asked me yesterday, I was on the phone and Blake's like, Hey, he's like, uh, this butch guy he said, is he, um, is he an elk hunter? You know, is he a pretty good elk hunter or whatever? I'm like, ah, no, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, he's in fact, I don't think he's ever been out West. And he's like, okay, sweet. And I was like, Oh, what do you mean? Sweet. He's like, well, then he won't know how good or bad of a caller I am. <laughs> you know, I could sound like a dying cow and he's going to be like, oh, good. You know, you're uh, playing for Badlands. You must be awesome. That's you right. Know? That's right. That's what uh, they sound like. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and disclaimer, Blake, I promise that, that what I meant there was, is you're just amazing that's and right. that, that's you right. know, you're going to knock Butch, Butch's socks up. That's right. Uh, shoot no man looking forward to it but in light of that um you brought this idea up so i'll let you introduce it but i think it's a great idea to kick off the season yeah absolutely obviously we um are in that stretch now where we have to mentally start preparing and 
through your experience and my little bit of experience now doing this and seeing the post-production side of things and then also being in the field and, and kind of what happens, some things, you know, I have some pet peeves and, not, and there's been a lot of things I see that are really positive. So I thought, man, if we can talk about some of the things that, uh, um, that stand out a little bit that can help increase the quality of production. Um, I think it, it is awesome. I know I got five things um, that I rattled off. I know you <clears throat> have five things as well too. And then the the also, crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, George. <clears throat> but then obviously, you know, we'll wrap it up with a, a lot of positives that we also see too. So, um, you know, for me, I'll, I'll kick it off first time. One of my biggest pet peeves for me um is low audio and i know you have something that's going to be similar to this but for me i'm a prime example this is on my own own pet peeve for myself and it's yes i had my headphones on but i was looking at my audio meters incorrectly my headphone volume was super loud but my audio was recording super low so when Tom and Nick got back to post-production, they're like, dude, audio is super, super low. And when you have low audio, you obviously have to gain it in post-production. So that just accumulates a bunch of white noise and white noise can be relatively hard to get rid of. Um, so <laughs> is that Briella? Yeah, it is Briella. Good morning, Briella. <laughs> Daddy's going to finish this. Okay. Daddy's going to finish this podcast and then I can come see. You got to give me some time. When you're done, the baby bird looks like he's ready for food. Okay. Sounds good. Deal. I'm kind of waiting for mine to come in the door, too. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, um, there's pros and cons to working uh, at home, right? It's, That's uh, right. That's right. But, uh, but mostly pros. But anyway, um, yeah. So, George. Yeah, go ahead. Finish up because I can comment on that as well. Yeah, so making sure your audio meters are on the back of your screen or or in a place that you can watch them. Um, obviously, there is the they have a mark on them. It's usually right around minus six uh, dBs. That's kind of where you want your audio hitting. Um, maybe just below, because you got to remember when some, when you're hunting, a lot of times your hunter is whispering. So you're recording that audio and trying to measure it to that about that minus six uh db roughly um and if he shoots a bull like nick did last year and gets super super excited man his audio is going to peak real fast because that audio level has changed so if you have um uh like the sony a7s they have that uh was it the k2m uh that you can yeah. put on there and it yeah. also had where you can put them in audio or auto excuse me so the uh, has like a hard limiter so it doesn't peak out but for our setup with the r6 we have the beach tech so it's all manual so i had to react real quickly to knock nick's audio down to get it to a point where it wasn't peaking out um, and it can be hard in, in times like that because the situation is super dramatic like it's it's intense so yeah. you got to enjoy the moment you got to produce in a moment and you, you got to be quick on your feet and I think that comes down to, uh, you know, we always talk about knowing your equipment. Um, I, I think that knowing your equipment, being able to run your equipment with your eyes closed is so important for so many things. And this being one of them, you know, Jordan, uh, I, that's, I know you, you know, my five, but that's perfect segue into my, uh, my number one pet peeve 
is those that don't wear headphones. <laughs> and I know we've even talked about this on the podcast at times when I see somebody don't wear headphones, I, you know, just kind of just snap almost, you know, cause it's like, <laughs> you, 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 you have to wear headphones, um, to be able to monitor audio correctly. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to know whether or not you even have audio, uh, at times, number one, the audio meters. Yes. But your headphones are your constant reminder that, okay, I'm capturing audio. I'm capturing audio. All right. Also the interference, whether it's uh, just general interference or a loose cable um, and you've got some breaking up, you're losing the individual for whatever reason without headphones, you will not know those two things. Yeah. Having said that, what play off of what Jordan said, you're not going to go, you're not going to judge your levels by the headphones because you have two different volumes here. You have the audio recording levels mm -hmm. and then you have the volume of the headphone level, the levels of the volume for the headphones. Two totally different things. You may have the volume cranked all the way up on the headphones, think he's loud, but his levels are bouncing at like negative 21. Okay, so you got to understand you need to watch audio meters to judge your levels for your audio, but you need to have those headphones on or earbuds in. I don't care what you use, but by gosh, use them. You must use them. And don't be the ones that, well, I'm just going to put them in for the kill or I'm just going to put them in for the interview. No, no, and no again. You need to wear them virtually all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know for me. And if you I, think I'm wrong, go ahead and challenge me. I guarantee you you're going to have more audio uh, <laughs> uh, mess ups than we will out in yeah. the field. Right, Jordan? That's right. We, we're we stickers about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and besides monitoring your audio, when it gets cold in December or late November, having those headphones on your ears you know, for me, I'm not, a, I'm not a winter hat kind of guy. I, I, I like to wear the ball cap because I just never have been. So like that keeps your ears warm at the same time. So right. audio is king in production. And if you're yeah. not monitoring it, um, you're not going to have uh, the best production. Right. Um, there's It's hard enough. It's yeah. hard enough to get quality audio just in the gear and all the little issues, the little things that can go wrong it's hard enough to make it good. If you're not monitoring it both by visual and, and understanding the levels and wearing headphones, then you're basically just cheating yourself. You're making it yeah. something that's already difficult, even harder. So yeah, I great. First one. Great. First one. Yeah. That's uh, um, what's I'll so, bounce into my number two. Yeah. Unless you, unless you got something that's going to play off of that, something more. Nope, no, no. Uh, I like, uh, I like where you're going. I, I think your number two is going to be a good segue for mine. Um, number two for me, uh, and, and I'll, and I'll say that these aren't necessarily in order, but they are, I mean, a top five pet peeve is pretty difficult. Cause I've got, a, have got a bunch of them <laughs> to be honest, but, but, um, but this one, not holding a shot and we teach this in our classes, but what does this mean? Um, let's say you're shooting just a general area reference or B roll shot. Let's say it's, um, you know, uh, you're trying to shoot, uh, you're sitting in a tree stand all day and there's a squirrel coming up and he's, you know, about eye level in a tree and you're just trying to shoot that squirrel. I see time and time and time again that someone will get framed up on that squirrel, pull focus, and then almost instantly, within two to three seconds, they're changing that framing again, whether they're zooming back out or zooming in a little tighter or maybe moving left or moving right again they're never trusting their framing. They're never trusting the shot that they've composed and just leaving it alone for five or 10 seconds. Yeah. 
And that becomes so important. I don't care if you're shooting a wide area reference shot. Maybe it's a landscape of a mountain and a hillside and a valley on a tripod, off a tripod, find a composition and let it be for five or 10 seconds, not one or two or two or three, because two or three seconds is not long enough for an effective shot in an edit or in a video. It's just not long enough for many, many reasons that we can't get into today. So whether or not you love your composition, set it up yeah. and shoot that and hold that shot for some time. Please. And then move on. Yeah. And, and that's not just B-roll or area reference. You could be shooting in somebody, let's say, you know, me and Nick hop out of the truck and we're going to meet the guy that we're going to be hunting with for the week and yada, yada, Jordan and whoever else is with him hops out of the truck with their cameras and they're in our faces and they're filming us, shake hands. How you doing? How you doing? They need to, we, we always set up Jordan, right? One's yeah. going to be a wide angle camera and the other guy in that camera is going to be a, a medium or tight. And they're going to hold those compositions. Now you may say, well, I don't have two people. That's fine. So yeah. shoot wide or medium so that you can get all these angles, but don't be zooming in, zooming out, wobbling here, wobbling there, hold steady right. and trust your medium to wide composition. Yeah. If you're in any involved in post-production, you can kind of punch in or scale into these. If you want a little bit tighter look at times, shoot a medium or wide, hold the shots, hold the compositions and don't be jumping all around. It, yeah, uh, that's right up there with me as well too. Because you know, spending time in 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 this seat a lot, you know, here in the office, post, you know, cutting episodes or whatever it may be, um, it's crazy how much you come across that. And in yeah, you just wonder like, why did that person zoom in? I mean, what was what was the reasoning for that? You know, like you know, as a cameraman myself, I'm trying to think, well, well how come that cameraman did that? Like or field producer did that. Um, yeah, be confident, be confident in what you're shooting, trust what you're shooting. If you, if you know your settings and everything, um, and you're confident that your camera's set up, trust that, trust your eye, trust the moment and, and rock it. And if it's not, per I don't think there is anything out there that is perfect, but no. you know, like be confident in what you're doing and, and, and rock and work hard at it. And I think it's going to be great at the end of it, you know, instead yeah. of like you said, just this all oh, back and forth and this and that. Well, just like, oh. and, I, and I feel like that is a lot of inexperienced individuals. That is part of the, the, the issue in their learning curve early on is that they're not confident yeah. in what they're shooting. So that's why they're always trying to change that composition or change the focal length or whatever to make it better rather than just saying, I think this looks good. Let me shoot it. And the more you do that, the more you'll be able to critique yourself later on. I think maybe that's the, the, the maybe that's the tip here. Don't critique yourself in the moment, right? Critique yourself later on when you're yeah. watching it over because critiquing in the moment is going to, going to uh, cause a lot more, uh, you know, unusable content. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So, and just a side tip off of that, just because we used interviews or jumping on the truck, whatever it may be. Um, don't shoot at an F2.8. Don't shoot at the lowest aperture that you can. Bump up your yes. aperture a little bit because your your focus, you know, length is 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 key. If you're shooting an F2.8, I mean, we're talking sometimes, you know, that, that much can only be in focus. Um, and yeah. if you're out, you're out. And I know we're going to talk about this, but that is one thing you cannot fix. So, Shoot at right. a bigger aperture when you're shooting interviews because it's super crucial, uh, making sure that, in a, especially if you are that single guy, 
only you're the only one capturing that you're going to want to make sure that you're shooting so in aperture. um so yeah and for those of you shooting in auto that's not something you're ne- necessarily going to have to worry about um uh but those that shoot in manual and you know what jordan's talking about uh yeah. shoot that shoot that uh that smaller aperture right that larger number shoot something yeah. more along the lines of uh of an f7 or an f5.6 even on a lot of these lenses depending on your focal focal length but yeah um number three um, jordan uh more? well for for my number two um, oh yeah that's right number two i'm sorry that's okay uh it's very similar to yours and you're talking about holding a shot making sure you capture the you know the composition and everything for a long enough period of time for me it's when you're in the moment and let's just say you're freehanding it or, or even on a tripod or whatever it is, um, not having shaky footage. Um, sometimes you have to let go. If you are on a tripod or on a tree arm or whatever it may be, take your hand off of it. Make sure that your fluid head is, is locked and, and is, is in a smooth position to, or if you have to move it, it's not jerky. It's not jerky footage. Um, I've seen uh, a, a lot of, let's just, you know, YouTube videos where, the camera, you can just tell the camera guy's just got that camera all over. And he's just, I mean, it's, yeah. it's super yeah. distracting and, and it just takes away from the quality of the footage, especially if you, let's just say you got a big bull elk out there and you're excited. And I'm, again, I mean, this is too, for me, I mean, I remember that one time we were in Montana and we had all those elk coming up the Canyon and that bull stepped out on the other side of the pines. And I remember telling you after all that happened, I said, I don't know how good the footage is because I lost my shit. Cause I was so jacked yeah. up and I forgot to let go of the camera and then it's just sitting there and just going like that. <laughs> Turns out like I a- lost my cubes. I shot over your back. <laughs> but, so you know, we were on just- the same page, brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um, remember it well. And yeah, it's uh trying. Yeah, and, that's and, stability. And, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but my number three is lack of footage. A lot of, yeah. I, uh, I, I sometimes, yeah, I'll get lazy or, or see, or like, oh, it's, we're not, we didn't see nothing today, you know? Uh, and you come back to camp and you're dumping footage and you only got five clips. It's like, what do you, like, there's other things to shoot. What's on the, what's on the deliverables list? Did take a half an hour, go shoot a scene, whatever it may be, because that's where as a field producer, not a cameraman. Uh, you have to be thinking outside the box. You have to utilize your time while you're out in the field because that scene may, may come in in perfect hand for let's just say vortex calls and says, Hey, we got this short film coming up or whatever it may be. Do you have any content that will fit this? And you're like, Oh man, yes, we absolutely do. And, and it's cause you utilized your time well out in the field. You should yeah. never come back to camp with five clips or three clips. No. You know, like, there's so much even if nothing went on exactly like no animals no encounters no nothing you should still not come back with two or three clips yeah so i think jordan if i may yeah that's not not just you know just general stuff you know i think when you've got that shot list or punch list of of let's say cutaways and and uh area reference shots let's say you're in a i've got a really good example i actually this is I'll tell you what I'll, what I'll use for this. This is perfect. You know, when you're, when you're filming someone, whether it be a tree stand or ground blind, doesn't matter what species getting those area reference shots, right? Those wider pan shots of your area and, and your setups and things like that. 
You might say, well, I got that yesterday and it's the same weather today. Why do I need to get it again? Here's a great example. And I just saw this a day or two ago. Um, it's funny, Briella, my daughter looks at me and she goes, so daddy, so when can we go hunting again? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, honey, you know, coming up. And when daddy gets back from September from elk hunting, we can, we can go hunting again in October. And she was like, are we going to do another episode? You know? And I'm like, nice. yeah. So she goes, when was the last episode? So I brought up the Turkey episode from this past season, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Chapter 11. It was from our, from this past season. And you, I challenge you guys go back and look at this. Okay. Because this is what I had to do. Now, if you guys recall, if you've not seen the episode, I'll fill you in. My wife, filmed it because it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. My wife's not a cameraman, right? Like she just, she's never really touched a professional camera in her life until COVID and that hunt. So yeah. she's filming it. The job was when a turkey comes out, honey, press record, do your best to get in focus, film it all the way in. That was her job. <laughs> a couple of times she was practicing and getting some shots, right? Now I never coached her. I didn't want it to be about that. Yeah. So, so the, the, one of the earlier days, I think it was the day before she had got a shot, a wide shot of my decoys out there, a hen and a jake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the day of the kill, the next day, same morning, weather-wise, everything, same, we're hunting the same bird. She did not get those shots. Yeah. I didn't coach her or tell her to, but this for you guys at home listening or wherever you may be listening to this, this is why every day you got to get that punch list. Yeah. So she didn't get those shots. But in my interview, I talk about how, what we've done differently today is we've moved our blind up hundred yards. And because that bird came out the day before and he didn't like my Jake decoy, I've pulled the Jake decoy from the set. And now I just have a lone hen out there. Well, hopefully it works. Yeah. What does that bird do? Steps out, sees the hen, works all the way in and I shoot. But the only cutaway shot I had to use for that had a Jake in it. Yeah. And it aired that way. It's the only cutaways I had for that interview. And I had to break up the interview. So if you go watch that, you will hear me talk about how I've pulled the Jake from my, my decoy set. And the shot you see has the Jake in it. So even become one, all right, is going to, I don't want to say mess up, but these things are going to happen. So your job is to do your best to get enough content to where each and every day where you don't have to do that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a, I remember watching the episode and thinking, huh, he said only one and there's two in the frame. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And it's because I didn't have the content. Exactly. My wife was filming. Now, Jordan, if you had, you know, you would have gotten right. 10 B-roll shots or area reference shots for me to use there. But anyway, sorry, yeah. that's just something I literally two days ago had come across. It's a great example as to why you need to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, that was, uh, that's, yeah, that was, that was, and you know what, that falls right in line with my number three. I don't even think we have to do my number three. Cause it's my, another pet peeve of mine is putting off shooting a specific shot or a specific sequence for later. The people that say, well, we can get that tomorrow. Mm-mm. There's a thousand reasons why you shouldn't do that. Right? right. And then some are so unexpected, you know, that you don't even, you don't even realize it until that next day. I know one, one time this past spring, we were like, well, we'll shoot that scene tomorrow. And then next thing you know, hi, Amy, good morning. Yeah. There's my wife. She's looking for the keys. Good morning. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day, Amy. He, he said, have a good day. 
<laughs> um, I was like, I thought I heard that you, right? sneak open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, we said, oh, we'll get that scene tomorrow. But then the following, that night, we had a cloudy night. I forget we were going to shoot. It was a night scene. We had a cloudy night. And then the next day when we wanted to go shoot that scene, we had crystal clear sky. So we wanted to go shoot star lapses. So then next thing you know, we didn't shoot the scene again and it got pushed off. So don't put these things off. So we don't oh. even need to do my number three. I think that's enough. I mean, don't yeah. put things off. Um, just a pr- another private example, night lapses. I know yeah. this is a big one. Uh, watch the weather. And if you're like, hey, I only got one night to get a night lapse, you better get it because, you know, it, yeah. you yeah. don't get, you know, so, yeah, I'm, yeah. Do your thing. Don't put things off. Exactly. Make sure you have a written list and stick to that list. Don't feel like, you know, like you said, you don't have enough content, uh, you know, not having enough content. Don't feel like, ah, I got some of that yesterday. I don't need to get it today. Get it again today. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, number four, what do you got? Dude, this is probably, I know it's, my, it's number four on my list, but this is probably my number one. Um, okay. And that's exposure adjustment. It doesn't matter if someone's shooting an interview or out in the field. Um, Again, this is going back to not being confident with, with your settings or, or in the moment that you're in. And what I mean by exposure adjustment is if you're watching someone's video and you see the exposure change, you, it's like a, someone is either hitting the shutter button or the aperture button um, on their camera and is changing the exposure. Have I been guilty for it? Absolutely. Just uh, for those that don't know, exposure is the brightness and the darkness yeah. of the video. Actually, you can see it happening in Jordan's computer right now because it's auto exposures. <laughs> when, he, when he goes away from the lens, it gets darker and it comes. So that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify for those that don't know, but go ahead. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, yes, you can cut it out and you can put a cutaway. But like, for instance, if you're shooting an interview and whoever in the group has got, you know, they're saying something super, you know, relatable to what the situation is. Um, and you don't want to put a cutaway because it would take away from that moment. And there you are adjusting the exposure that lessens the quality of the video. It's just, uh, it's not appealing to the eye. Um, it, it, it messes with the viewer's eye. Um, so try to refrain from uh, adjusting the exposure because again, just trust that situation. Know that in post-production, unless you're super blown out or super underexposed where it's really dark. Um, and you're like, Hey, I am, my camera is not set up. Tell, tell everyone in that group or tell your hunter or whatever, maybe just, Hey, just give me one second. Just, yeah, it, just hold, hold tight. Yeah. Hold tight. And obviously that one second is going to turn into 10 or 15, whatever it may be. But then your camera will be set correctly and you're going to be able to nail that situation or that moment because yeah don't be afraid to say something because it is your job to capture those moments as to the best of your ability and if you can make that little adjustment it's going to improve overall and those people are going to respect you because you said something and you're going to see the end result and it's going to be a better result yep yeah man i love it and uh, yeah, I can see why that's your number one. I, I, I've seen, I, I see it a thousand times, yeah. uh, you know, I've seen it way too often and you see it a lot in professionals still today. So yeah. um, my number one, 
Oh, nice. My number four, but my number one. <laughs> yeah, I love yes. this that we did this. So it's kind of falling in line. <laughs> yeah. Um, focus, missing focus in a controlled setting. So what yeah. is that? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be very, just keep it simple and say specifically during interviews, whether it's an interview in a tree, like I'm out here in Ohio, it's November 7th. I'm super pumped to be here or you're in a Turkey blind or you're on a mountainside. Um, maybe you're in a actual studio interview setting, yeah. whatever that case may be when it is super controlled and you have all the time in the world, there's no wild animals or, or weather going to mess with you. You should not miss focus. Right. Period. Right. There's no, but Tom, what about it? No, right. you should not miss focus. And will it ever happen to you? Even though I'm looking you in the eye and saying you should not do it. Yes. Everybody makes a mistake or is slightly off here and there every once in a while. I'm yeah. not saying it, you're never going to have it happen to you. I'm saying you should make damn certain that it doesn't each and every time. It shouldn't be that out of 10 times of shooting an interview, you're out of focus three. Yeah. Yeah. It just shouldn't be the case. You have all the time in the world. You're the one that's going to tell that subject, okay, I'm good. You can go in three, two, one, or a five, four, three, whatever yeah. that countdown may be. You're the one that's going to tell them when you're, when you're ready. Yeah. So yeah. you should check focus once, twice, and maybe even three times before you press that record button and give that countdown for that subject to start talking. And there's multiple <laughs> ways to check that focus you know there's peaking um there's the focus assist there's expanded Correct. i mean expanded focus and focus assist pretty much the same thing um but yeah there's ways to check that um yep. Yep. yeah yeah yep. um, you need to do it so let me ask you this tom so if let's just say you're running the camera and you are interviewing a guy in the tree stand and if i'm running the camera nowadays yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got those big screens on the red. <laughs> uh, but let's just say you're uh, interviewing um, Nick, and then and then also so two examples here. If you're Nick's not a guy that's going to be constantly looking around and moving like like yourself. Yep. Uh, that's going to yep. be you know you know looking yep. around in, you know in and out. So those two types of characters, yep. uh, what kind of tips would you give someone um, to sure. help them keep that focus on the eyes? Sure. Yeah. So first and foremost, we're talking about manual focus here. We're not talking about auto, um, not suggesting running auto focus in these situations at all. Um, learn how to run that manual focus ring. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not familiar already, um, understand what peaking is, focus assist, all this stuff. But generally speaking, for those that are aware, uh, we're going to set that, semi-wide aperture, right? Um, so we get a little bit of depth in our focal range there, uh, number one. Number two, um, you do have two different individuals, and me and Nick are great examples of this. I am very animated. I am all over the place. I know this. Nick is not. Uh, first and foremost, the eyes should be your focal point, okay? So you should make sure that that individual's eyes are in focus. Now, eyes and mouth, if you look at a side profile, your eyes and your mouth are very similar in that same plane, right? So if, if an individual's got a mustache, a beard, goatee, whatever it may be, uh, you can also look at that. Um, hair follicles, things like that are going to be a good thing to be able to pull focus in. Eyebrows, eyelashes, these are the things that you can look at the peaking to pull that focus. Making sure you have depth 
is, is important for that animated individual like myself. If I slide forward or backwards, when I move out of that focal range, um, if I'm super shallow, I move out of that focal range. Next, you know, my eyes are out of focus. So making sure you have enough, enough focal depth there. Yep. And for you guys shooting in auto, for the most part in auto exposures, you're going to have that focal depth. So you're probably going to be okay. Unless you're in real low light scenarios. Um, can't teach all this stuff on this podcast. It's more of just awareness. Yep. Um, but, uh, but so, so focal depth, making sure I've got my eyes in focus and then trying to just coach that individual a little bit. If they are animated like me, just giving them somewhat restrictions. Say, Hey, don't come, don't go past this or go past this point. So they know they can feel comfortable, but they know they can't get too drastic in their motions. Right. Yeah. Uh, someone like Nick, um, you know, you won't have to coach as much in that regard, but just period, making sure they're in focus. I mean, peaking focus, assist, focal depth. Yep. Now you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. And don't shoot it in super low light settings when possible. Let that light, let that natural light uh, be available before you shoot these things, if possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so was- yeah, that's my number four, my number one All focus, right. man. Can't fix it and nah. can't fix it in post and you're in control of it. So you shouldn't really be messing it up very, very often. So. Yep. Yep. No, right. that was, that was a great number four to one. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know what? I'm going to roll into my number five, if that's okay. That's great. Cause I was just reading it and I was like, this is a good one. I like this one. Okay. My number five, and, and we don't even have to go into this in depth. It's, it's just kind of playing off of these few that we've already talked about is just continuing to pay close attention to all of those details, all of those basics. And I hate to call them basics because some might be going, I don't even know what the hell you were just talking about there. But at the end of the day, become a becoming a semi-professional or professional at this, whether it's a hobby or not, you know, the basics is the, the foundation of this yeah. stuff. It's not capturing that animal on film or getting the kill shot. It's nailing the technical basics each and every time that are going to be the foundation of your work being considered professional period. Do not fast forward the basics. I I love that you use foundation because that is what it is. Um, Like, ah, love that you used it because if you don't have your foundation, I mean, yeah. You can shoot the most eye candy shot in the world, right? You could shoot a, a sunset on a mountain with fog lane and a valley and mist coming up. And it could be an Eagle flying across the valley and you might go, Whoa. Yeah. Most epic shot in the world. If it's not technically executed, it's not the most epic shot in the world. It's really probably unusable. Yeah. So it yeah. all comes back to the basics, learn those basics, do your best to perfect those basics and continue to keep basics at the top. It's crazy that uh, I'm glad this has worked out this way because my number five is being careless with settings. And what I mean by that is you're not paying attention enough. For instance, if I asked someone or saw someone go out and run a night lapse that night and they set their camera out all night, a lot of times the white balance has changed um, to capture. It's a, it's a much cooler setting on that camera. Um, and I'm, again, guilty. I mean, yeah. 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 I, I, we all are. If you're not, then yeah, uh, you're lying. <laughs> it's, 
it before you're shooting an interview that morning or whatever it may be shooting your next scene for the next establishing morning and you didn't change your white balance, everything that you shoot is going to be super cool um, because you didn't, you were careless um, and didn't pay attention to your settings. I, I've developed habits now where I go through my camera and make sure my white balance is set correct. I make sure where, where's my ISO, where's my aperture, you know, make sure my shutter speeds where it's supposed to be because sometimes you shoot in high frame rate and I didn't change it back or whatever it may be. And I shoot a whole nother scene Right. And the things in slow motion, okay. it's like, what in the yeah. world? You know, so yeah. again, going back to the, the basics, water, the basics, the foundation and, and being re- repetitious yeah. about it, because if you're not, yeah. um, it, it's, it's easy to forget the basics. Um, so you and, gotta, and I don't want to, I don't want to do a shameless plug here, but in all honesty, um, our online mm-hmm. module for the education stuff, yeah. which is the cheapest way to get education through us. Um, the, that online module that, uh, all, you know, that, uh, uh, what do we call it? Full access or all access bundle Yep. that has that go, we go over all of this. We go over those five main basic functions that you must learn and perfect or understand yep. and that you must never forget about. And white balance is on there. ISO or Dane is on there. And so all this stuff, call it a, a constant reference. If you want to, if you are a member of that, um, or not. Yeah. That is a great way for you to have that sucker in your pocket. So in your early stages of learning, you're not forgetting these things because yeah. that is the foundation, not to be cheesy and use it again, but it is, I, 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 I you know, we've seen semi-professionals still shooting for TV shows today that you watch their work and you go, man, they're so good. They're getting all this content they need to get. They're composing, right. They're doing that, but they're forgetting some of the basics and technically they're missing a lot of shots. Yeah. because they're not paying attention to those. So yeah. yeah, we can talk about this for days, days. I'm telling you. So here's what we're going to do. That was my number five. Did you, yeah. did you do your number five? I did. And that was it there. That just, you know, um, being careless with settings. So I it tied in super well with yours. So, um, awesome. Which, yeah. Well, I know we're going to move over to positives. That's right. I know we're going to move over to positives, but I think it's a great time for us to go to commercial break because this guy is over 40 and I've had coffee and water. And I got to pee. <laughs> I'll be back. Bedford camera provides everything you need with seven store locations and a huge inventory of product. They have what you want when you want it. So since we're back from commercial break and we, you know, obviously want to thank the guys at Bedford's um, and we mentioned in a podcast, I think it was the last one because Luke was on it. Luke's going to be with yeah. us. Um, you know, in Montana, yeah. but if you have any last minute gear you need or questions, you got to ask about gear, give Luke a call, Austin, a call. Uh, their numbers are posted in the description below this podcast. Um, if not, we'll have it on the YouTube uh, comment section, um, a link to bedfords.com where you, you know, so you contact those guys. That's for sure. They love it so much. They want to help you. That's what we love about Bedfords. They're, they are yeah. there to help and want to see people succeed. So um, yeah, for sure. Those are their direct contacts too. You're not going to get, you know, receptionist answering the phone. You're getting their direct cell phone numbers. That's so. right. And since we are going into elk season at the end of this YouTube video, um, cause obviously we're gonna put this on YouTube, but if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes or Spotify, um, 
we're going to have uh, the old bull trailer play uh, after today's uh, virtual uh, podcast. So if you want to see awesome. the old bull trailer, um, you know, that's going to be at the end of this. It's, it's going to get you jacked up. It's uh, a film that we're all very proud of. Um, it's a, it was a great moment. Uh, it's a great story. So check that out. And if you want to see the full film, head over to MOTV. Uh, hopefully you're a subscriber to that because you'll be able to watch it on that. So. Yeah. Just, and if those of you that are saying, what is MOTV? It is, uh, it is um, uh, an online, uh, it's a sportsman channel owned and it's online streaming uh, outdoor content. So all of the shows that you would watch on sportsman and outdoor channel, um, they're older seasons, uh, nothing super current, but it's usually only one year old content. And yep. then and more of any one of these shows you want to watch and you would specifically have to go to the become one page um, and then look under the special tab. Yep. And that's where the old bull full feature film okay. is listed there. So we just saw an exposure change. I, I thank you. Um, <laughs> if you are going to go to MOTV, obviously you just said, I mean, you can watch all the episodes there, um, you know, and then also yep. the YouTube page. Um, so dude, positives. We've, we've thrown positives. a lot of information at everyone right now. Um, but yeah, I think we have all really good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I know you're getting it big time. See, don't do that. People don't yeah. do that. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I'm, I, I'm like to start it off. Uh, yes. and I love this stuff because a lot of it is, um, a lot of it comes about this time of year. Like when we're looking at getting, you know, people ready for the season, whether they're people that we've worked with for years, uh, take Jordan out of the equation. He's like kind of like a fixed, deal, but like working with somebody that we've worked with, you know, each and every year on one or two projects, uh, say like a guy like Frenchie's a great example. Frenchie always works with us on a few trips a year. Um, yeah. or it may be a new guy. I I'm, this is going to be a recommendation for those looking for tips and recommendations, but it's also going to be, uh, uh, props to those that have done it here recently. And here's what it is. I, I, I wrote down that I love when a cameraman or a new producer uh, or, or I shouldn't say new, new or old producer does the necessary research yeah. prior to a trip. So what does this mean? I'll give you a couple examples. A, this could mean researching the area that you're going with someone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're going on a trip with us to Montana, I, I love it when a cameraman takes it upon themselves to research that area, call us, get information about the hunt, what we're hunting, what the hunting is going to be like, this place that we're staying, all this cinema waypoint on on X, all this stuff, because I know that they're not just worried about pressing that record button. They're worried about being the best help that they can possibly be on that trip yeah. for getting content and for knowing what they're getting themselves into. And then it also means for someone Great example. You're coming on a trip with us and you've never ran a Canon R6 before or, uh, you know, a red or whatever. Um, let's just use the Canon R6, for example, here. Maybe you're a Sony user, but you're saying, well, I'm going to become one. They use Canon R6. We had this situation just recently with one of our past students from this summer that's going to come do a trip with us in October. He called us yeah. and said, his name's Chris Hayes, by the way, Chris, if you're listening, this props is to you. He called us and said, Hey, I know I'm coming with you guys late October. Um, I want to rent an R6 for a week or two prior to coming out there. So I'm familiar with it before coming out to you. Yeah. We would never ask anybody to do that. Right. Um, 
So props to him for doing that research and knowing I want to be the best, you know, or approaching that is I want to be the best that I can be for those guys when I get there. So he's going to take it upon himself to rent that. So he asked where I can get it, who should I get in touch with and all this. That is a huge positive as an individual, those two things, researching a trip, researching, you know, knowing the gear you're going to be running, doing your best pre-planning to make sure that you can be the best that you can be while you're out there. And here's one more thing. If you're going, if you're going to work with a show mm-hmm. that you've never worked with before and you've not watched their content. Oh, this is big. Go watch <laughs> their content <laughs> before you go film for them. Go watch anything you can watch. YouTube videos. Go watch their show if it's currently airing. Yeah. Go email them, call them and say, hey, send me a bunch of links. Show me examples of how you want me to shoot your style. Yeah. Do that. We've gotten, and, and why are we stressing this? We've gotten feedback from people that have said such and such individual came out and it was halfway through the trip before I said, man, you know, we got to do this, this, this. Have you ever watched anything we've done? And they're like, no, I've not. Yeah. You should never go on a trip without being familiar with the style and the work that that show or that whoever it is is hiring you wants to turn out. Research yeah, it. Remember Jared Scheffler mentioned that when we had him on the podcast at the Great American Outdoor Show? Is that show? who it was? Yeah. I, I knew I had heard it from someone that, yeah, okay, you're right. It was Jared. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, he hadn't even watched one thing that we ever produced. And he was halfway through a trip with us. Like, that is a humongous no-no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Now we're going to, we're going to go a step, I, you know, for us, I know we're going to take it a step ahead or a step beyond that. We're going to give you examples. We're going to provide that. But if you can beat that individual to that and say, Hey, I'd like to, to be able to familiarize myself, then you've already got a leg up because you've taken the initiative to tell that producer, I want to be the best I can be. Right. So be the best person. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, that was, uh, I love how this is working out because my, my first positive is, is when someone goes above and beyond and that's, that's I'm yeah. example. Um, another prime example for me is, you know, it's more than just capturing con- content when you're on these trips. Um, it's, excuse me, the coffee, that's my third cup of coffee, by the way, this morning. So it's a certain to, uh, <laughs> if I do a third, I'll pee two more times before this is over. <laughs> but it's, you know, Hey, what can I do to help make dinner? Or what can I do to, you know, can I do the dishes or, you know, sometimes don't even ask like, Hey, Tommy, I got it tonight. You know, you, you kick back and relax or whatever it may be, just go above and beyond. Um, because when you're there, even if you are a freelancer, you are part of that team. And if you want a good reputation in this industry, be a part of the team. Um, and, and work hard and go above and beyond because you're going to get rewarded for it. It's just a natural thing when you, people are going to realize it. And the reward may be a callback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. reward might be, you just landed yourself another job for doing yeah. those things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Jordan, you, which is, I'm, I'm happy about this, but you just took my number four. So that's great. My number four was that help the help outside of the production work. You're, you're, if you're hired or you're going along for experience, it doesn't really matter. You're there to produce content, but doing these things that Jordan's talking about is what's going to make that phone ring again. It's going to make them say, gosh, that, that individual was, did, did their job and they were so helpful around camp. They're a pleasure to be around. It's not this lump on a log, you know, sitting there when they're not taking a picture or video and just sitting on the couch scrolling, you know, yeah, social media or something. Yeah. So yeah, don't get us started on that. Um, yeah. But uh, um, yeah, awesome. Awesome. That was a good one. 
Yeah. Uh, so my number two is uh, when someone is down in the dumps, be that guy that's going to bring that person up. You know, be yeah, that cheerleader for that person because when you, whether if you are new to this or a veteran at this, you're going to go on trips that are going to get really tough and times are going to get stressful and uh, tension may build or whatever it may be. Be the cheerleader in the group because not only is it going to help yourself, but it's going to help, you know, help the group as well, too. Because the last thing you want to do is get towards the end of the trip and everyone's just pissed off at each other. And it's going to be a long drive home, you know, so it's just like, you know, just work together and, and keep each other up because it's going to make the overall experience. And I know um, I love doing this. So I love being the cheerleader. You are, you're good at this. <laughs> I, you know, I'm laughing about over here. I'm laughing about, well, your left and right is good. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, even Brian Lemke was a prime example of this. I mean, Brian, uh, you know, he, I worked with him on the old bull film as capturing the content. The guy was always positive um, because there was very tense situations. We were in, you know, tough situations to work in and, and Brian did a great yeah. job. Um, I've worked with other guys. It's just being positive helps the atmosphere, you know, continue to be yeah. upbeat. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you're very good at it. So thank you. I try to <laughs> thank be. You, for, you are. You I gotta are. Keep you and down, nine really. and a half. <laughs> nine and a half out of 10 times. I've seen the half, but nine and a half out of 10 times, you are great at that. <laughs> I've seen you go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very, few, very few. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan doesn't yeah. like to lose, by the way, which neither do I. Jordan yeah. does not like to lose. Yeah. Um, the left and right is good. I, I got to tell it real quick because we kind of teased it, but real quick, I, I just kind of tell you about that. So I missed a bowl in Montana, uh, shot right over his back. Matter of fact, that one you were talking about earlier, <clears throat> got back to camp and I was just down in the dumps and I'm trying to shoot my bow and I launched like, I don't know if it was first or second arrow, whatever, but just, I mean, two feet over the target, just, just launched it. And I mean, it was dead oh, in line man. with that muzzle just yeah. two feet high and yeah. Jordan's back behind me. He's like, all right, man. All right. Well, your left and right is good. <laughs> yeah. Well then you remember, and I think you, and I think we found that arrow and then yeah. you missed it again. Um, yeah. And then we couldn't find your arrow and I'm yeah. actor just a little bit and I find it. And I remember like looking like, Oh, you stand about right there. And I was like, found your arrow and your left and right was good. And, there was that awkward yeah. moment of silence. Like, did he just really say the head? And then yeah, everyone yeah, started laughing. <laughs> then we just started laughing because it was freaking funny. Yeah. It was just funny because it wasn't like I just skimmed the target. I was missing these things. And, you know, it turned, I shot a foot over that bull's back. So I missed my, I missed my mark by two plus feet on that bull. And yeah. then I get back and yeah. And I don't remember what I was doing. If it was the bow, I don't even remember. This was five, four or five years ago, probably yeah. five years ago. And, um, nonetheless jordan <laughs> you left and right it's good tom oh god it was funny anyway yeah um uh, be positive be a cheerleader i love that one jordan like i said honestly thank you for being being one um my number two um when working with another producer always tag along even if it's just for the experience so here's the example i'll give and it's really i'll use i'll leave this example on the table you take it for what you want from there if you are with another producer and you're on a trip or even if 
you know, you're in and around, you're in a camp where you're the only producer for this individual, but there's other cameramen in this camp doing their thing. When the others are out shooting time lapses or shooting B-roll or doing their thing, ask if it's okay if you just tag along. Uh, Don't be that guy that just, well, they're doing their thing. I'm just going to sit here. And again, I'll use this example. Oh, man. On your phone or doing whatever. You got to call home to the family or whatever. That's fine. But don't you want to learn? Don't you want the experience? And the experience isn't always about you just shooting. It's about watching and absorbing with other, what other people are doing. So if it's not your turn to go out and shoot a night lapse, who cares? Put your boots on, go out there with those individuals, make sure it's okay. Of course, say, Hey, mind if I tag along? Most people are going to say for sure. And go out there and don't, yeah. don't be the guy trying to show them your thoughts or opinions unless they ask, just right. watch, soak it in. Watch what they're doing. You can learn a lot by just watching. Yeah. So always be there if you want to get, get to this experience. So yeah, no, I, I love I, seeing that. Yeah, and I and yeah, I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't want to say it's like kind of going off of that, but it might be the opposite of what you just said, <laughs> and that's yeah. challenge, challenge each each other. Um, you know, uh, we we've done this obviously with the photo contest, um but it's fun to have other creators in camp because it's mentally challenging you to be more creative. Um, it's, it's, it's good. So don't take, um, you know, for instance, Frenchie's fantastic at taking photos. Like the guy has an eye and is super talented. So I look at that, like, man, what's Frenchie seeing? How, I mean, what's he, how's he looking at things? You know, like, so I, I love working with Frenchie because he's got that creative eye. I, I mean, I have, you know, I don't know. I, I just like, and Brian Lemke. You you're just critiquing yourself. Well, but, but, but that's good. That's yeah, the I, beauty of it. I love working with creative people because it challenges me um, yeah. to be better. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't just say, well, Hey, great photo, but I'm going to go out and take the same one and make it better. That's, you know, challenge each other in a good way. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and keep it friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I flirted with it a little bit. <laughs> You're none like to lose. Uh, and it, and uh, if, if you're new to the podcast, um, welcome, you know, to, and we thank you for listening. But last year we recorded a whole series when we were in, um, uh, yeah, Colorado. I think it's Colorado, called Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and you might find some humor in it. Uh, yeah, you'll find out I really do not like to lose. So, um, yeah, go check that out. <laughs> oh my God. Actually listening to Colorado right now, for those of you that are getting ready for elk season or whatever, it will be a good prime, like just to prime the pump leading up to what we're going to be doing here in two weeks. Oh, and, uh, yeah. yeah, cause actually I love doing those cause they're a great mixture of hunting and in field tips and, and, uh, experiences. So that was super fun, man. I, I, I loved it, but yeah. what are we on? Is this your number three or number four? Or um, what are we this on? is my number four. And, and that is being appreciative. Uh, I love when people are appreciative. Um, I, I've got to see it a lot. Um, and it you sure you're on number four? I think so. I um, didn't give my number three yet, but that's okay. Well, you do I'll, your number four, then I'll go back to three. All right. Keep going. Uh, I remember my first time out West. Um, and I remember being so thankful for that, that opportunity and we've, and now being in the shoes that I'm in and being able to go back out there multiple years in a row, 
and seeing when people come out there for the very first time and have that excitement and have that appreciation is so cool. Like it, and it brings me back to my moments when I got to go out there for the first time, it's just, and then I've had students text me like just the appreciation that they have for everything that's for this whole industry and and what they've learned and everything like that. It's just rewarding when people uh, appreciate what they're doing and, and, and the places they get to go, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So, well, I think that's a great one, Jordan. I think, uh, I think often people don't know how to express appreciation, you know? Um, and honestly, I I feel like sometimes it could be just something as simple as at the end of a trip or something, just thanking the individual that gave you that opportunity. It could be just as simple as that. Um, buying them dinner one night when they're supposed to be buying you dinner, uh, you know, that, maybe it, maybe it cost you a hundred bucks, but to you or to them, it was like, wow, like you did not have to do that. And, but it shows your appreciation for them. You know, maybe it's something simple as going out and buying coffees and getting, you know, it it doesn't have to be big or small showing that it it could be shown in so many different ways. So. Cause you have to remind yourself, not everyone gets to do what we do. And right. It is a dream that we live. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, you, like you mentioned yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. We work hard for it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool reality. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think we're getting a Michigan, uh, Wi-Fi thing I know, going yeah, on. Everyone's signing his wander back up. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three, and actually this will work out because my number four, we already did. Um, uh, is asking questions even when you feel confident. So, Let's say, you know, uh, I guess, I guess what I don't want here is I don't want these inexperienced or, you know, fairly inexperienced producers, camera guys to just feel comfortable in shooting a scene. Like, let's say, for instance, you get a shot list from a producer, you're going on a a job, it's your first job, second, 10th job. Mm -hmm. And they say, Hey, you know, we want to shoot a a morning scene here. Uh, you know, that's on the shot list, shoot a morning scene. Well, you might think, okay, yeah, I got that. I can, you know, when they get up in the morning, I'm going to make sure I'm running the camera and capturing them getting coffee and doing all this. Don't just have that comfort level of, I, I, I can shoot a morning scene. Go to them if it's not detailed and specific and say, hey, what specifically you think you're looking for here? Are you looking for something uh, in the camp as we're getting ready? Or do you want something by a tailgate? Do you want, you know, coffee and eating breakfast, making breakfast, making coffee? Um are you looking for us back at the truck getting, you know, your, your bow and gear on at the tailgate or what all specifically are you looking for? You want that to be two morning scenes or get some specifics, ask the questions, even though you feel like, I don't know, they asked for a morning scene. I'll give it to them. They're never going to look at you and go, just get it all, man. Like you don't have to ask that. Like they're going to be appreciative. And, and, and actually yeah. asking this question may spur more conversation between you and the other individual or individuals. And you may come up with a great idea between all of you because of this conversation, all because you asked the question. Yeah. So don't ever be afraid. That's uh, yeah. I like that one, my friend. I like that one. Yeah. I see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it where some are afraid and some aren't. And the, the results that come out of it is, is obviously much better when you, when yeah, you just have to get over it. Most are afraid to ask the questions. Yeah. 
and it's just spade to spade. They most are afraid to ask the question because they are going to feel like they are inferior to the situation or to the others around them. Trust me, if you've been hired as a beginner or somebody gaining experience early on, then the individuals that hired you and the others around you know where you're at. Asking a question is only going to show them that you're wanting and willing to be better, right? right? And that you are ready and that you're humble enough to say, I want to make sure I nail this for you. Yeah. So I like it. Don't be afraid. I like that. I like that. So that was your number three. That was my number three. You already did four. We don't need to be, do my number four because we already did it. Um, so I'll just move on to my number five, my final uh, on the positives. And uh, it's kind of everything that we've just discussed in these positives, right? It's all of these things combined. I personally can say that I love it. When someone else in camp, whether it's another hunting show uh, host or a friend, a buddy, um, an acquaintance, maybe somebody I don't know, I just met recently, does not matter. When someone else, when others come up to me, and I know Nick would feel the same exact way about this, and they look at us, kind of give the old nudge and be like, dude never stops does he jordan is just constantly working he's constantly going and god he just loves what he does doesn't he i've heard it time and time and time and time again that's why it's on my list uh so props to jordan um and that is that should be your goal your goal should be to work so damn hard that others around you recognize it Mm -hmm. and that recognize it enough to say something to the person that hired you, right. To say, man, that, that dude's got it going on. Like he, he's nailing it. He's such a good guy. He's fun to be around and he just never stops. And that's not true. By the way, we do stop. We do take breaks, but yes, we do. for, yes. for them to recognize that you don't is another thing. I, I got my cheerleader here again. What's up, baby. I'm almost done. Okay. Cause I see him like breathing, like birds breathing. Okay. You can try a little bit yourself if you want to. Okay, Daddy's got to finish up. I'll be over very soon. We've 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 rescued a slightly uh, slightly injured baby bird yesterday that has feathers. So it's not super baby, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 in that it's in that uh, stage of it. It's close to being able to be okay, but yeah. So we've rescued it. We've got it. It's in a nest, and it's she's wanting. It's, Everything, everything. See, it's nine fifteen. The world is waking up, and, and uh, uh, sorry about that. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, that's that's my that's kind of my number one positive because I feel like it's if I get that one, then I know the individuals with me are doing everything and, and going above and beyond. In, in, from my shoes, it's, um, I, yes, it's, it's work. Obviously it's work, but time goes by so quick and I enjoy, I enjoy it. I mean, there's plenty of times it's 1130 at night and I'm sitting at night laps because it's like, well, yeah, I want to capture a badass night lapse. Like it's the incentives there. Like I want to know what it looks like in the morning. What, what does the sky look like while my eyes are shut for those few hours? You know, like, so it's, 
yeah, I don't know. I guess you kind of have to have that mindset of, uh, you know, what is it, what's it going to be? I mean, you're creating content. So it's, if you want to be a content creator, you should have that fire inside of you. Um, Absolutely. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's working, but it's really not work. Um, and it's, and it's nope. fun as hell. <laughs> You, you, and you, I think you couldn't, you couldn't have said it best, Jordan. You, you, if you, that when you said that it, you, you should have that fire inside of you, <clears throat> how many times have you heard me at the schools, you know, kind of preach about how if you're doing this because you want to be the one in front of the camera, ultimately you may not be the one for the job because that's telling me that especially early on, yeah, you don't have that fire inside of you. I still have that fire inside of me for running that camera. I I mean, Oh, I love to see it when you get behind it because you're like a little kid opening up a Christmas gift. Yeah. And it doesn't happen often. So I really love it when I can. Okay. We'll be, you got to get daddy a couple minutes. We'll be fine. It'll be fine. Calm down. Give me a minute. Um, So yes, that you, you really and truly the answer should be in yourself. You should know if this is for you, because if you don't have that fire that Jordan's talking about, then it isn't for you. Yeah, it's, it's black and white. Yep. yep. It isn't. What yep. is that over top of that photo over your left shoulder? What right. is that? That red thing? That, yeah. What is that? Is that a, is that a little doll? You really want to see it? Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> I knew. What is it? <laughs> oh, it's a hat. Oh my God. I thought it was like a leg from a doll and then a hat. Molson <laughs> Canadian trucker. I love it. Oh, if you ain't, I'm telling you, so, Northern Michigan that's right. slash Canadian. Yeah. I love that. I, I, it looked like a, an arm and a leg. And then that looked like a red head. Like it was some doll or something yeah. like just peeking out like Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Hey, it's that time of year. I hope, I hope people took a lot from this. I I'm sure some of it may have been repetitive. You know, I I've said this before. There's only so much to this. And then it kind of comes back to the same basics, the same rules, the same tips. Yeah. Hopefully we can provide different scenarios to help drill that into you individuals time after time after time, because we do this year after year after year. Yeah. Uh, so I hope everybody took something from this. I, I'm sure you did, uh, but I, I hope it makes people um, a little more hungry and, and, and a little better producers come this fall. I hope so too, man. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate your time, Tom. Um, I know you got to go save a bird um, and yeah. <laughs> No, and I got to get back to work. I got to edit here. I've got, <laughs> got a bunch more TV shows to produce so we can I go know. hunting. I know, but no, but thank you. I man. appreciate your time, man. Yeah. It, it was and hey, for those of you too, um, for those of you listening, if I may, before Jordan wraps it up, I know Nick was unable to, you know, make it here with us. I know Nick's very passionate about a lot of this stuff too. He's still, he's home uh, juggling the computer and being a, a dad, his wife went back to work. So he's got the baby full time and he's got a lot going on right now, but Nick's very passionate about this stuff too. I mean, Nick and I have conversations almost daily right now and we will throughout the season about the producers we're using, the potential producers coming up, what we want in them, what we don't want in them, in them, what, you know, those in the past, those we won't use again, those that we want to use again. And Nick's very passionate about this too. And I'm sure 
he would agree with everything that we've chosen here because it's Absolutely. the conversations that we have together, the three of us. So, yep. um, so this was Nick, even though he wasn't here, this was Nick right here with us as well this morning. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, so as, uh, if you're listening again, like we mentioned, uh, halfway through this podcast, stick around, watch the old bowl trailer. You can catch that on MOTV. We're currently right now, um, that full featured film and yeah, any questions or anything, don't be afraid to shoot us a DM. Uh, on Instagram or email. Uh, but if you got camera gear questions, head over to bedfords.com. Um, reach out to Luke uh, Braswell or Austin Pittman. They'll be able to get you fixed up with whatever you want and be able to answer those questions for you guys. And good luck this season. I, this, uh, I think we'll be able to release. It's August 24th uh, that we're recording this. Uh, I think we'll record one more on our way out to Colorado. Yeah. So last, let's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of really good podcasts that are coming up. Like I said, some yeah. these are some of the best that we produce each year because it's in the moment. A lot of stuff to learn, a lot of experiences to share. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited, man. Thank you, Tom. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, again, don't be afraid to get out there, press that record button, uh, and capture the moments because once they're gone, they're gone. So it's always good to have them. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. If we give it our best and we just come ashore Will we still see the woods for the trees? If we ain't got the grits looking back on it all, on it all If my father would say that I'm proud of you, son That's the man that I'm trying to be say when I'm gone Oh, what will they say when I'm gone